Well, good morning, everyone. It's a privilege to open the word with you. And if you'd turn with me in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 5. And uh, this devotional is entitled, Praying According to the Will of God. Let's begin with prayer. Our Father, we ask you now to quiet our hearts from busy days. And Lord, by your Holy Spirit, to take your word home to our hearts, that we might have understanding, but even more, Lord, that we might put it into practice. So help us in this, Lord. Encourage us in this by your Holy Spirit. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, brethren, this is uh, 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. The word of God says, This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. And brethren, here are two wonderful promises for us when we pray. If we pray according to the will of God, he hears us. And when he hears us, we will have what we asked for. So all we have to do is pray according to the will of God. But that, of course, brings us to the elephant in the room. What is the will of God and how do we know it? God has given us his word, his Holy Spirit, and his church to point us to his will continually every day but that brings us uh, to realize that his word is subject to interpretation and we must bathe our um, we must bathe our questions in prayer and realize that the word itself can be lifted out of context so how do we know for sure the Puritans and John Calvin and Charles Spurgeon and many others have taught a consistent biblical perspective in the last uh, 500 years. So here is what sort of a conservative Christian viewpoint on knowing the will of God. To know God's will, the scriptures show us five ways. The first is biblical precepts or commands. The second is biblical principles. The third is biblical patterns. And then fourth, God's providences or the circumstances of life. And fifth, our own preferences. Precepts, principles, patterns, providences, and preferences. And the whole process, we bathe in prayer. So let's examine these five briefly. First is precepts or commands. We think we understand these. They are universal, non-optional commands intended for every believer throughout the ages. There are more than 600 commands in the New Testament alone. Things like go into all the world and make disciples and love one another as I have loved you. Secondly, we have principles. These are more general than commands. They are generally true, but there may be exceptions at times. Things like we reap what we sow, 
and bearing one another's burdens. Thirdly, we have patterns given in scripture in the various narratives of the Bible. How did Bible characters respond in similar situations to what we face? For example, Jesus looked at a multitude of people and he said, I have compassion on all these people. He also spent long hours in prayer. He also often taught by asking questions. These are patterns that we might emulate. So we have precepts, principles, and patterns to guide us. Fourth, we also have providence. God ruling over all creation, moment by moment. We tend to think the things that happen to us are random circumstances. There's one uh, teaching that even says uh, the devil is simply overpowering God's will and throwing a monkey wrench into what God intends. But when we understand the sovereignty of God, we see his hand purposely behind everything that happens to us and in the world. Things like a particular door opening or closing on an opportunity or an unexpected illness or injury. Satan influences circumstances in our lives, certainly, but always under the wise constraint of God. We dare not, therefore, rely on providences alone to guide us. Fifth is preferences. These spring from our own hearts and reflect our desires, hopes, and dreams. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. We understand this to mean not that he gives us whatever we want, but that he, uh, when we surrender ourselves to the will of God, God puts the things in our hearts that he wants us to seek after, that he wants us to desire. Our job is to differentiate between these God-given desires and the lusts of the flesh. And that's not easy. Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things. So we dare not rely on preferences alone to help us know the will of God. So we have precepts, principles, patterns, providences, and personal preferences. And the whole process, we bathe in prayer. So here's the key. These five scriptural insights into God's will become increasingly less reliable as we go down the list. In other words, if there is a precept or a command that applies to our situation, then we know the will of God. He has already spoken. If there is a principle that applies, it will may be his direction for us. But principles are general truths that may have exceptions. So we really shouldn't rely on a principle by itself. A principle is less reliable than a command. And so it goes. As you go from precepts to principles to patterns, to providences and preferences, each becomes less reliable than the factor before. 
but we may know the will of God when several factors high in the list align themselves to point in the same direction. That's biblical guidance for us to know the will of God. In fact, brethren, therefore, we can pray more confidently in most situations as we seek to know the will of God in this way. We pray according to his will, and we can pray expectantly because he has promised to give us what we ask when we pray according to his will. Listen, when we pray, we often have the idea that we need to get God's attention, that we're busy in some ministry or task and things aren't going a certain way as we desire and we need to plead with him even to beg to get his attention. We think of ourselves as farmers in this world, uh, plowing our own field, and we run into stones or whatever it might be, and we need something else in addition. And so we go to God and we plead with him to help us get our task done. But brethren, this is not the Christian life. Rather, we should think of ourselves as farm hands, and we have one blessed farmer that owns all the fields, and every morning he calls us in and gives us our assigned task for the day. Um, it, it may not be something specific. Uh, we may be going on about our regular routine, but our heart's desire is, oh, Lord, accomplish your will through me this day. So we're about our father's business, our blessed farmer. We are serving him. And here's the key. When we run into a need, will the farmer give us what we need in order to accomplish his will? Absolutely. He's promised us to do that. He wants his will to be accomplished and to glorify his name in the world. So when we ask him, we ask confidently and boldly, knowing that he will answer according to his will. So brethren, let us study the scriptures, his precepts, his principles, his patterns, his providences when they come. Let us be discerning about them, and certainly let us be discerning about our preferences. And let us seek to know his will according to these biblical guidelines. Therefore, when we do, we can pray with confidence that our God will answer. Amen.